Hello and welcome into Pod Casual Friday, the best way to end your week and start your weekend. Today we will discuss the launch angle. We've got an interview with Seattle Seahawks wide receiver Amara Darbo. And we're going to talk about, I think, some important stuff happened in basketball apparently last night. Um, and Deontay Burton is going to be in a summer league. And we're also going to talk about what the draft means to Iowa State basketball players. Let's go. Boo, 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 doo. I'll cut that. And so it reggae music. Yeah. I think actually that was pretty good. Okay. Like yeah, yeah, no, it was good. Um, boop, boop, all right, boop. we're gonna we're gonna get back into it here. All right, and welcome into Pod Casual Friday. I am, as always, K Rambo, summer editor in chief, uh, fall, spring, digital managing editor, and I am joined by Les Maricia from the Less Than Kobe Show. You can follow me at Les Maricia. Noah Rolfing, sports editor this summer. You can follow me at Noah Rolfing at Iowa State Daily and at ISD Sports. And aspiring smooth jazz DJ, might I add. Heck yeah. <laughs> um, I'm Trevor Holbrook. I'm a summer senior reporter, and you can follow me at Trevor Holbrook. All right, all right. Uh, and again, K Rambo, you can follow me on, on the Twitters at, uh, at K underscore Rambo underscore. The take hot place. Don't give me your takes. I do not want them. Um, <laughs> I get plenty of them in my email. As an <laughs> uh, so we are going to start with my personal favorite, the launch angle. Yeah, baseball sounds. Baseball noise. Thank you. Um, so let's let's jump right into it. Let's do that quick little rundown here. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna run through the divisions first. Um, Sprint through. Maybe, no. Okay. Um, smooth. We're gonna smooth, run through them. Yeah, a a nice job. Yeah, job. glide. <laughs> we're gonna glide through them. Um, we might even talk a little trash for a second, Wait, but uh, as uh, okay, we'll save the the best for last in the National League Central. Let's go. Let's go way out to the American League West. Uh, Houston is absolutely on fire, Crushing nine it. and one. Uh, Seattle's lost four straight to lose control of the division. They're three and a half back. The Still Angels firmly in the uh, wild card. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Um, the Angels are nine and a half back, three and seven in their last ten, um, and then Oakland and Texas. I might as well just go home at this point. Um, turns out really same the, for the Angels. Turns out for the Angels, having the best play, player in baseball is not enough. Yeah, <laughs> it, it has <laughs> means been. nothing. Yeah. This, this is established. Um, okay, AL Central. Oh boy, Cleveland. Check them out. All the way up to seven games over five hundred. Might as well just crown them. Yeah. Uh, they, they've got a five-game lead on Detroit. They've won four in a row. Uh, they got a five-game lead on Detroit, who's three under. Uh, Minnesota's five under the White Sox. And, again, Kansas City might as well just go home. Yeah, three-team um, The American League East is cool. the most top-heavy division in baseball. The Yankees are 50-22 uh, and 22 with a 694 winning percentage, which is pr- should probably be against the rules somehow. <laughs> That's preposterous. 8-2 um, in the last 10, won four straight. Boston, uh, second place, two games out, fifty and twenty six at six fifty eight. Which their biggest flaw is not which uh, would have them at least tied for first in every other division in baseball. Um, Tampa Bay seventeen out, Toronto seventeen out, and Baltimore is twenty nine and a half games out. Twenty one and fifty. Tank City, baby. Yeah, that's what? awful. Two and nine uh, in their last ten. Two and eight in the last ten, rather. Oh man. Um, apparently, I can't add, add to ten today. Um, that's all right. 
NL West, we've got Arizona, uh, six and four in their last ten. They got two and a half up on the Dodgers, Dodgers. which I love to see. Um, Arizona's been my pick all year to win that division. Um, Grinky gang. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, the Dodgers are two and a half back at five games over 500. Uh, San Francisco's been streaking a little bit. Um, the five and five in their last ten, but before that, they they found a little magic. It's crazy uh, how such a bad team can be so mediocre. Awful, awful <laughs> team. Uh, they've won three straight. They're only four out of that division. Colorado's only four and a half out, um, and they've won three straight. They're garbage. Uh, and San Diego is uh, eight and a half out. They've lost five in a row. They're bad at baseball. Um, National League East, uh, the Barbs. Uh, Three-game lead, folks. Yeah. It's, it's happening. Yes. Uh, they're at seven and three. Uh Washington's three out. They've they've lost three or not at seven and three. Atlanta has won seven of their last ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, Washington has lost seven of their last ten. They're three games out. Um, still seven games over five hundred. Philly's three and a half games out. They're seven and three in their last ten. A uh, bit of a surprise, I think, in that yeah. division. Uh, I don't think they're built long term. Honestly, this season. You know, still a year or two away. Yeah. The Mets are ten under five hundred, and Miami is uh, not as bad as the Orioles. Getting jeetered, as they <laughs> say. That's um, what happens when you trade your whole outfield. Yeah, go Res- figure. Hey, man, clean house. Respect with a two. <laughs> oh, um, nah. So the NL Central, uh, the one that has the most personal feelings attached to it <laughs> on our staff here. Oh, yeah. I'm very cold um, and heartless about this division. Sure you are. I know. Um, so let's start with the good news. St. Louis is 3-7 and seven in their last 10. They're struggling for sure. Yeah. I feel like Trevor's fully uh, on the fire Mike Matheny train. And yeah. He just wants yeah. them to tank so that they can fire. But, I mean, I guess, like, one positive, if you're a Cardinals fan, is no one else in the divisions, like, necessarily lighten it on fire this uh, is true. True, the true. reds are seven seven and three <laughs> yeah, just, I, <laughs> the, the reds are streaking they yeah. won four in a row <laughs> the reds are they, making a comeback they, come uh, back city, baby. they hit a grand slam off of uh rosario out of the cubs bullpen last which uh, good lord uh kyle Hendricks was absolutely steamrolling that lineup uh walks <clears throat> two gives up a single then walks in a run um and Madden brings in Randy Rosario, who promptly gives up a grand slam. Um, this is really a bad managerial decision from my perspective. I think at some point Kyle Hendricks has earned the right to see if he can get through the adversity of having the bases loaded, walking in a run. See if yeah, he, they're two outs. See if he can get that third out. Um, this yeah. is a guy who won the ERA crown two years ago. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think it's time to take the kid gloves off Kyle Hendricks, and mm. if anything, you're at a point where you're hurting his confidence and, and you're hurting mm. his ability to grow. Okay. I, I think he's got, um, I think he's got the the baseball IQ and and honestly the the breaking pitches and the control to be an ace level pitcher in this league. Um, he's not going to have the the sexy strikeout totals of a of a Scherzer, but. Um, He's he's got the he has had historically the ERA numbers. I think he's got like a three point oh four in his career or something. So um, that's not terrible. That's <laughs> personally, it's not solid. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's above replacement level. It's well above. It's like an ERA better than yeah. than the average. 
right. Yeah, but I mean the Cardinals, uh, well, I'll talk a little more about yeah. them. Um, yes. Yeah, the next few weeks are going to be pretty big. I mean, they got the, the Brewers, Brews, Cleveland, yeah. uh, Atlanta, Arizona. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... Well, I mean, that's three losses right there. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, and, and here's here's my Braves. thought. If you look at the, the records of the top three teams, or the, the upcoming schedules leading up to the break of those top three teams, uh, the Cubs have, if they can keep it together with, with uh, you know, their best relievers on, on the DL, uh, Chicago has a, a bit of a cakewalk going into the uh, – yeah, they're going the through break, two different worlds in the next two weeks. Yeah, absolutely. And and the Cardinals and the Brewers both have pretty tough opponents coming up. Um, yeah, honestly, I'll, I'll make the prediction. Um, here, we prediction here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Cubs are going to have a four-game lead in the NL Central by the All-Star break. Ooh. How many games? Four. Okay. Sharpie. As, okay, as, Seth. as they say. Okay, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, th- we could get copyrighted for that. Uh, no, I don't think so. Well, um, maybe Sharpie. <laughs> maybe Sharpie would copyright um, it, yeah. Do we have any other baseball-related yeah. topics? Um, I think we're... I think I'll take the... I'll agree with you with the Cubs leading the division. Uh, I don't know about four games, but I think the Cardinals will still be in third. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, yes. tail as old as time. <laughs> just being realistic, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I just don't oh, necessarily no. see it happening Fair. in the upcoming weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. I used to, in the last few years, I've had the opportunity to take a great amount of pleasure in ripping on the Cardinals because I've grown up uh, being, you know, having my team getting trashed yeah. by Cardinals fans mm-hmm. my entire life, mm-hmm. um, and also players. Um, it's not as fun for me <laughs> now that the Cardinals aren't particularly competitive. Mm-hmm. It's it's take it's it's this weird lack of enjoyment. I'm 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 really trying to come to terms with this. Like I'm not having fun ripping on the Cardinals right now, and I don't. That's right. I don't know what's it, going it, on. It hurts the soul. <laughs> it, 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 I feel bad, and I shouldn't. You know, I, sh- I shouldn't have to. Uh, this is really uncharted territory. No, I do think so. any sport is more fun when. Your team and the top opponent or the top rival is good. Yeah, like like if I was a Yankees or Red Sox fan, that would be a lot of fun right now. Yeah, yeah. As a Yankees sympathizer, (laughs) (laughs) if if Boston wasn't fourth, you know, Yankees would be like, yeah, it wouldn't. Well, I'm pretty sure Yankees fans would still 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 would. But like Case said, it's not as fun. Yeah. Well, and the 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 passion of that rivalry just isn't there. But. We are now going to segue. We're done with the launch angle. Um, Very important segment. We actually interviewed NFL wide receiver Amara Darbo. He is a member of the Seattle Seahawks. He's a Des Moines native, Michigan alum, Dowling Catholic alum. Um, We spoke to him just recently, and we're going to get you guys over to that interview right now. Yo, free. Hey, thanks for hopping on Pod Casual Friday. We appreciate you being with us, man. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. So I guess I'll jump into it, and then we'll just kind of go around like we did last time. Um, uh, so mini camp, man. You guys have started. You guys started workouts. I see you've been busy. Kind of, kind of talk about kind of the daily activities. Just what's going on around camp? Yeah. Uh, so mini camp, we um, it's kind of a transition from OTAs and. Uh, 
we go in the morning, uh, we got special team meetings, and then uh, at least the offense defensive meetings. And then after that, we had walkthrough um, for about 45 minutes. And then um, we have lunch break for about an hour. And then we uh, um, get dressed and taped, um, whatever you need to do. And then we go out to practice. And then um, we practice for about two hours or so. And after practice, we have um, meetings right after that. And then um, then we're done. So, yeah, it's kind of just a... Uh, transition from OTAs to mini camp, and then um, getting us ready for a training camp. So, um, so what's a hi? This is Noah. Um, so I I don't know. Um, so what's it? So what's it like, kind of working with uh, Coach Carroll and all the guys there? Yeah, it was great. Um, they got a lot of energy. Um, uh, we got a new uh, offensive coordinator, Coach, Coach Schottenheimer from the Colts, and then he he has a lot of good energy. Um, uh, he's very interactive with the players, um, uh, not just with the QBs or just with the linebackers, with everyone um, on the office side. He's uh, he got a good energy, and then um, as players, you feed off that, and then uh, it makes it makes it easier to go out there. And then on things that you uh, don't feel like you like you quite as up to go out and practice and everything, so it was good. Hey, it's Kay here. Um, so <laughs> in how early in the process do you guys really start to gel? You know, is there is there a time every year where you kind of you expect to start seeing those results, or is that something that just kind of happens spontaneously at some point? Um, I would say probably toward um, the actual camp, training camp, because OTA is a mini camp. Uh, we are we're competing and we're going against each other, but uh, there's rules that that don't force us to compete like we actually should compete and that that we actually, um, that is more game-like. So I would say around training camp uh, is when you kind of figure out um, what, like, spots on the team, who's going to be where, and then how the team's going to look as a as a whole. So. Understood. Hey, Amar, uh, this is Kobe. I saw you I saw uh, you guys added the addition of Brandon, uh, Brandon Marshall. Uh, this year, have you uh, seen him in camp? How's how's he been? You know, kind of fitting the system with you guys. Um, yeah, he was out there a couple of times. Uh, he's uh, battling with some injuries, but um, he's he's fitting in uh, real well. Uh, being really out there, uh, an individual, uh, I think it's always good to have a, a guy with a lot of experience uh, of that. That's what I call him. Um, he's a he has great personality, very positive, um, and I think he's bringing a lot to the room. Uh, um, I enjoy having him in the room. So Nice. Awesome. Nice. Hey, Free, so I, this is something I've been wanting to ask you for a while. What's it like, the Griffin brothers, man? Tell me about these guys, because there's a lot of hype. They low-key brought a lot of hype into Seattle. What's it like working with these guys, going against these guys? Yeah, man, that's awesome, man. Shaq and Shaquem, they both uh, they have great personalities and uh, they both love the game of football. And I think it's man, it's it's an awesome story uh, to play with not just your brother, your twin, from Pop Warner to the league and everything. It's really something special. And then um, everything that uh, Shaquem's been through and all that, um, all the things that he had, to, um, the doubters he had to prove wrong, the things he had to fight. And uh, I really enjoyed uh, playing on the team with them and then uh, hanging out with them after, uh, not off the field too because they, they're great dudes and they got mm -hmm. real good personalities. So what is, uh, 
with the new offensive coordinator, uh, Schottenheimer, what does he kind of bring to the table uh, this offseason? Um, I would say just the energy, the energy, and then the um, him just being interactive with us. I think uh, I think that's one thing uh, that stood out to me throughout OTAs and main camp, and uh, so, uh, that's one thing that I'm I'm seeing, one thing I'm liking too. Um, so we got kind of on that note. We got a good buddy here who's on with us on Friday. Sometimes a big believer in the Rams. <laughs> what do you guys got for them this year? Ah uh, man. We ain't living game plan, but for me, uh, personally, just looking at their roster and knowing that they uh, kind of um, got a lot of well-named dudes out there, I think it's going to be a good chance. Last year, the Rams were uh, a great team, too. I think it's going to be a, a good challenge for us. And then, me personally, um, just thinking about it, I think it's going to be a, a game where it's a chance to, um, to just kind of put your name out there. I feel like they got couple of good DBs, good safeties, good D lines. So I think if we uh if we do good against them it's gonna uh show us who we are as a individual player and um as a whole and as a team too. So I'm looking forward to that matchup. All right. uh, I got another question for you. So the new the new draft class that you guys are bringing in, you know, some names like Richard um Richard Penny uh coming out running back and then Rasheem Green at the D line um, how are some of those names, like Rashard Penny especially, because I know you guys kind of went a little little low on the running back uh, depth chart last year. How do you feel, you know, bring, big time, <laughs> how do you feel about, you know, him coming in and uh, kind of following up after, you know, losing Beast Mode a few years ago? Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, I always, uh, I like having these guys on the team. I mean, it's, I mean the, it's a job where they bring guys in every day and then, um, unfortunately, sometimes the guys get cut. So, um, for me, uh, any chance to uh, meet someone new and then uh, it's good for me. But about the question about feeling about it, it's above my pay rate, so I really don't have any um, feeling towards it. I try to control the controllable, um, controllable, but I know, like I said, it's a job where guys are coming in and out every day. So I try to just focus on me and what I can get uh, better. And um, and then when, when the guys are there, I try to be interactive with them, um, get to know them, and then yeah. All right, thank you. Bad, bad. Um, uh, Amara here. Here's Obi. What's up, Amara? Old Kingdom Hoops alum. Um, <laughs> um, quick question: How do you feel about how Des Moines being starting to be represented in the NFL with um, your old teammate Rico Gafford being mm -hmm. drafted? Old foe, Trevor um, on Young being drafted. How do you feel Moines being represented um, in the NFL now? Yeah, I think it's being represented more and more. I think uh, growing up, um, I think we all, like as kids, we, we want to see someone that uh, is from like our city or someone kind of close to us to um, make it to where we want to be at. So you can see like the possibility of it. And then um, growing up, I kind of really been. Um, uh, I don't remember having that in the football um, side, but uh, but in basketball, I do remember um, like Bobby Hanson and stuff like that. So I think it's good that there's more guys making it um, on the football side, and making it um, easier for kids growing up, coming up to see that it's possible, and then um, hopefully it's giving them the drive to keep working, and then knowing that it's a goal that they can attain. 
Nice, nice. Uh, so for you, a few more questions here, and then we'll let you go, man. Thanks again for being with us. So kind of, kind of going off that, you know, the, the hometown hero thing. Amara, you're it's your second year in the league now. You know, you you've gotten a chance to see what the system is like. Got a chance to work with with, with Coach Carroll and and his staff, and again, play football at the you know at, at an elite level. This coming year, what are you looking? What are you looking to bring into uh, going into your second year? Um, just being more productive. I think that's one of my uh, biggest things. So, um, being more productive, more fluid. Uh, I felt like throughout OTAs, even throughout last year and that mini camp, um, I've improved on a lot of things. Um, I know there's still things I need to work on. I think I'm a lot smaller, um, understanding how DVs play and all that. So, I just want to be more productive, um, productive with my numbers. And I think, uh, as a result, as a result, that's going to help the team um, in the whole be um, better and have a better record and um, and all that. Awesome. Hey, um, so what's it like working with uh, Doug Baldwin as kind of a veteran presence on that roster? Man, Doug is a great dude to be around. Man, uh, he's he's a lot of help uh, on and off the field. Uh, He's a dude that um, even though he's been in the league for a long time, he comes in every day, um, works hard. Um, he's very helpful um, on things that um, on the field, if you ask him, like, hey, I just had this route. Uh, if he was on me like this, and he was like, go give me tips on, like, hey, next time if you go, let's do that. And then um, off the field, too, he'll help you with, like, ways to remember stuff and then just, like, anything, even if it's not football-related. So, um I think he's a great leader. He's a servant leader. And then, um, yeah, I'm very fortunate that he's in the room. I'm very fortunate that uh, um, I'm getting to learn from him uh, from my rookie year um, until whenever, as long as um, we're both on the same team. So, Awesome. Thanks, awesome. man. Hey, Free, thanks for being with us, man. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, no problem, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah. All right, again, we all thank Amara so much for coming on the show. Now we're going to go into a segment, Sans K, on the NBA draft. Draft went on Thursday night. A lot of crazy stuff happened. There were some trades, some reaches, some steals. We're going to talk about who won the draft and who we think was the best prospect taken. But first, let's talk about how Woj won because I think Woj was the biggest winner of the draft. Yeah, honestly, like him spoiling picks gets a lot of attention because people want to know as soon as possible. Yeah. But the fact that he did it in a fun manner, too, I, I feel like yeah. drew even more attention. Yeah, he had fun with it, and I think that's really good. I mean, look, he, he the enamored with Landry Shamit, unlikely to resist. <laughs> and, and it kind of turned into like, What's his next uh, yeah, what's phrase going to be? Yeah, what's the next synonym going to be? <laughs> because, I mean, at le- zeroed in, fixated on, determined, locked on, cleared the way. Denver has cleared the way. <laughs> Speaking of Denver clearing the way, uh, who'd, who'd they pick with they number 14 Michael pick? Porter Jr. from Missouri. Um, That's a good pick. Big dropper. In the draft, you know. Yeah. Injury fall. question marks. Yeah, lots of injury question marks. He back surgery. Um, the he, hip. He had strained a hip. That's right. Before oh, his second right. workout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, what it seems like is that second workout, the medicals that those teams got were not feeling it. Really? So a lot of teams took him completely off their board. I mean, Denver at the end of the lottery, it was just kind of like, 
let's take a swing, mm -hmm. you know, because if he hits, then that's a steal. Yeah. That's an absolute steal. Yeah. I understand why teams in like the top 10 or so didn't because you can still get really good value there. Yeah. But I mean, at 14, like, why not? I mean, that's he not, could yeah, be a superstar, bad. you know? Yeah, I wasn't mad at that. Exactly, yeah. I mean, it's a, a risk reward, but I feel like in the middle of the first round, it, it's worth Yeah. Yeah. Worth a you shot. You know what? You know what? What? You know what? There were some weird. Six of the top sixteen picks were traded. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, there was there was a lot of action. Not necessarily like the huge blockbuster that like people were saying was going to happen. Like a team from the twenties moving into the top five. Um, but I mean, Doncic getting traded to the Mavs for Trey Young mm -hmm. for Trey Young and a future first round. Mm -hmm. That was felt like kind of a reach by the Hawks. Yeah. Probably could have gotten him at like eight. But unless the magic wanted him, but like I, I don't know. I like Trey Young a lot mm. as a player. I don't know if he was top five. I don't think so. I don't believe he was top five. No, no. Sorry. I thought Mo Bamba was a better prospect. Absolutely. Um, granted, he gives you a ton of shooting, great passing, yeah. and I think that that's what that's Atlanta what was looking need. for. That's yeah. what they were looking for. But it'll be interesting to see him too. Where you know, in in college, which in Atlanta he'll he'll be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. I, I didn't think about the Atlanta roster. The team he's going yeah. to, yeah. whose best offensive option right now is Dennis Schroeder. He's probably yeah. going to get traded and is also having legal issues. And and Torian Prince, who is more of a defensive player yeah. than the offensive guy. So, I mean, there's... So I guess he'll get a he'll get a get his offense Hey, man, he'll, under, get, some, he'll get some scoring. Yeah. And, well, they've drafted Kevin Herter from Maryland and... Um, I think he's a he's a and um, Omari Spellman from Villanova with their other two first round picks. So I think I think it works. Like they were looking for shooting, and they got lots of it. So, but yeah, I think it's a risk. I think Luka Doncic is going to be the best player in the draft. So I mean, Wes, who you who you got as the best player? Yeah, who you got? Honestly, I, I think not necessarily the best player, but I think I think the best pick um, was was Mo Bamba to the Magic. I think they needed they needed that side. They needed they needed a young guy, you know, you know, guys guys, you know, seven ten wingspan. You know, that to me that adds a lot in his game. We saw him play here in Hilton Coliseum, you know, good basketball player, aggressive, elusive, um, plenty of opportunity for him to grow. Um, yeah, if he can develop a jump shot. If he shot. can develop a jump shot. Um, Whew, I think I, if he can develop a jump, jump shot, I think that'll just even add more to this to this team. But, I mean, they had him. You know, they, they graded him as, a, as an A+. Plus. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not mad. I, don't know. I, I like Mo Bamba, you know, another, another solid African guy. So, I got to root for him. <laughs> I got to root for I him. Like, I like Bamba. I don't know if I love the fit. Yeah. Yeah. The magic. I wish he had gone to a better team, better organization, mm. I should say, sure. <laughs> than, okay. the, than the Magic, because okay. the Magic ruin good picks, yes. you know? Like, they've ruined Alfred Payton, kind of, mm. and put too much on him to succeed and then ended up trading him for a second-round pick. What did you guys, let me ask you, what did you guys think about Wendell Carter? I like Wendell Carter. Yeah. I like him a lot. Yeah. See, it wasn't as... Uh, as exciting as maybe Michael Porter Jr. would have been. Yeah. But I yeah. feel like if you're speaking safe, the safeness of the pick, that's probably one of the safest picks yeah. in the draft, yeah. in the, my the opinion. The Bulls having the front office that they do. And, yeah. and I think it's interesting, too. Uh, I think that Markkanen, um, you know, I think that says a lot about what they think of Markkanen, mm -hmm. that... Go ahead. The fact that he uh, 
they they kind of went with a piece that can complement him and not necessarily be because Wendell Carter is going to be a, I think he'll be a nice player, mm-hmm. but he's not superstar mm-hmm. level maybe. Sure. Yet. Um, yet. Yeah. So I, I think he can explode, man. I think that guy can not like explode like in, in the league, but like I think he has he has some elements to his game that you know at least I've seen that has some superstardom potential, if you will. I uh, I mean I don't know. I think he's he's gonna be a really solid player. Is my that's my prediction mm-hmm. for him, and I think that's good for the Bulls because mm-hmm. I mean not everyone's gonna be a superstar, you know. Yeah, they just need good players. Yeah. I mean they've exactly. got they've got Laurie. They've got I mean they there's been word that they're not enthused with Chris Dunn's workout habits, mm-hmm. but Chris Dunn's a decent guard, so I mean. And they got Chandler Hutchison too. Is it Levine coming back? If I think they're going to try to resign Levine, yeah. Levine's a good shooter, you know, a little springy. Yeah. But, um, he won a dunk contest, didn't he? Yeah, he won a dunk yeah, contest yeah. and then tore his ACL the next year. So, I mean, it, it, it depends. I mean, if he can get that explosiveness up, you know, then yeah. he, could be, he could be a really good piece. I mean, Chandler Hutchinson, they're really relying on him becoming a good jump shooter. Mm-hmm. But he's a good talent mm-hmm. overall. I mean, they promised him right at the combine. So I mean, let, me, let, me, let me reach out one more time here. What do you guys think of the Alabama uh, Colin Saxton? What do you guys think of him? Okay, I actually yeah. like Colin Sexton. You like that? I like I him do. as a player. He's a uh, former Iowa State target, too, Is before he? he went to okay, Alabama. Went to okay. I think I would have probably picked Shea Alexander mm, before yeah. him. I like Shea a little more because he's longer. Mm-hmm. They're both good defenders, mm-hmm. but Shea's like what's six, Sexton like six two, six one and six, three one. Fourths. six one. Yeah, they're six one and three fourths. Not a great jumper. Um, he's a good he's a good driver. You know, he's really good at finishing at the rim. Mm. But and he's good defensively, but he doesn't have a great three point shot yet. Yeah, neither just Gilgis Alexander. But Gilgis Alexander can guard one, two, and probably three. Mm. I mean, you know, he's six six, seven foot wingspan. For a point guard, I mean, whew, I like that. But um, I, I don't think it was a bad pick. Mm-hmm. I just prefer Gilgis Alexander, yeah. and I don't think that's enough to. That's not his his pitch to LeBron is not enough to bring. LeBron. It's not. It's not. Uh, CBS said uh, he could be a playmaker for the plo- for post LeBron future. Yeah, that's. I mean, I don't think I don't think they would have kept the pick if they knew LeBron was coming back, and I don't mm-hmm. think they know anything at this point. Oh. But. This is going to be kind of like the the Heat selecting Shabazz Napier oh and then gosh. LeBron bolting. Yeah. I think he's going to leave, yeah. but I mean, I think he'll be a good player for him. I just don't think he's he's not the type of player that you're like. If you're LeBron, you're like, that's my guy. That's yeah. yeah. I can I can stay if, yeah. if he's here. Yeah. That's it. That's all I needed. No, you need you need a lot more than that. I mean, that's exactly where I'm at. And but this morning. The Oklahoma City Thunder ah. added a uh, player to their summer league. Yeah. Who Ian, was that player? Ian Begley of ESPN reported that uh, Deontay Burton, former Iowa State Cyclone, mm-hmm. uh, been playing in Korea. Yep, that's what. Yep. Uh, he's he's uh, committed to playing in Oklahoma City's uh, summer league team. That's good. That's really good. That's really good for him. That's. I think that's an interesting opportunity to maybe get. If anything, a, a worst case, a better contract overseas. Yeah. You know, like a lot of those guys come come back from overseas. They play well in the summer league, and they can move up a level, move up, you know, to a better country, or move to a better like up 
more lucrative contract. Sure. I mean, sure. I don't know if he's going to make it in the NBA, but at wor worst case, he gets a better contract. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He'll come out here, probably have a good workout, raise his value. We know Deontay yeah. Burton's physical. Um, and I don't think that I, – I, I agree with you. know, it's, 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 it's an opportunity for him – to probably make the lead, but an opportunity for him to 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 raise to raise his value, raise you know ra ra raise what he brings, and it's always nice to see Iowa State guys you know do do big things. Nas, George, um, Abdul. It's always nice to see these guys you know always pushing forward. Cortland Jackson always pushing forward, and you know it's it, it's always breaking news to us when we see good things like that happen. I mean, yeah, I think I think. Um I think it'll be interesting to see where he goes next. Um, because yeah, he's definitely interesting. If he too. can break into, I mean, he he seems like the type of player who could break into a European league. Yeah, absolutely. So, I think it would be interesting since uh, for Iowa State guys, you got Matt Thomas in Spain, you got Tyrus McGee in Italy. I mean, there's there's a lot of intriguing options. Jamil McKay's in Australia. Jamil McKay's in Australia. Portland Jackson's in Australia. There yeah. you go. Yeah, I think it, I think it'll be intriguing. Um, Burton's interesting too because I mean he's about six four, give yeah, or take, but uh, like a seven foot wingspan. Yeah, like Real physical guy. Yeah, he's yeah. he's a strong dude too. Like that's that's yeah. what I remember most oh, yeah. from him yeah, at Iowa State. Not scared to just jam it when he's anytime he's close to the basket. Yeah, it's unreal. Yeah. It's unreal. Um, but let's take a quick before we go. Let's take a quick look at the teams that. Draft the teams that have Cyclone players and where they what they drafted. Okay. All right. So um, the Jazz, Naz Long at shooting guard, Jordan Yang at small forward. They drafted with the twenty-first pick. They drafted shooting guard Grayson Allen. Um, think he can be all right in the league. Um, I don't really know necessarily how it impacts Naz. I think it's not great that they drafted another shooting guard, a player at his position. But um, I think I think if he I think he showed that by making the league, even for just a little bit of time last year, I think that he showed to other teams maybe that he's worth, you know, a shot either on a two way contract, non guaranteed deal or and I, I think the Jazz will probably keep him through like summer league and then that's a chance for him to showcase to another team, you know, what he's worth. Um, Second round, the Jazz picked up Vincent Edwards out of yep, Purdue. Small forward. Yep. Nas. Yeah. I mean, I'm George's. So, um, so that's it'll be interesting to see how that impacts their standing. I think it doesn't bode great, I guess. But I mean, again, George, they were they were undrafted, you know, late picks like it. It can change pretty quickly, so yeah. Late second rounds are always they're always you never know. hit or miss. Yeah. yeah, hit or very often miss. So, um, but then the Celtics drafted Robert Williams with the twenty seventh pick. Mm -hmm. Doesn't impact really Nader at all, except for numbers perspective, because the Celtics are going to have to trim down that roster to fifteen by the end of the season, by the beginning of the season. So, I don't. I don't necessarily know. I had written something earlier on this, too, on iowastatedaily.com. But <laughs> shameless plug. Um, but I think it'll be interesting to see what their roster situation is because they need probably another backup shooting guard. But also they just need to trim it down to 15 players. So either some, someone's got to go, and, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be 
Nader or Yabusele or someone like that. So be, um, Nader seems like the type of guy who could stick with another team too. I don't think his career necessarily rides on being with the Celtics. No, I don't think so. so I think I think his his trajectory during like free agency summer league period is going to be really interesting. And I mean, the Nuggets seem like Monte Morris seems like Monte Morris might be sticking around. I think so too. So. I think so, based on everything he said, the fact that they drafted a small forward mm-hmm. and well drafted two small forwards actually i think it's i think it's not a bad it's not bad for monte it's a it's a good sign, especially the need they have a point guard <laughs> and uh the sixtieth pick of the night was Giannis's brother. I thought oh, that was interesting. I thought he was going to go earlier. me and my roommate Obi and I were talking about like maybe he'll go a little earlier uh, <sighs> I, he okay. was kind of a flyer. Yeah. He, he played, well, literally he was a flyer last year. He played for Dayton. Uh, <laughs> but it was kind of just the Mavs, the, well, the Sixers picking for the Mavs, taking a flyer. Um, I don't know. I think it's good. It'll, it's a chance for like, hey, maybe he becomes something. He definitely has like the, the length he has of the length. Giannis. Yeah. It's just I don't know if he's much of an offensive player yet. Yeah. So I, I he'll he'll probably be in the D, G League and he'll have time to develop that. So it's 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 a nice pick to like sort of like make sure they get his his rights mm-hmm. right away. Mm-hmm. So I think it's smart. Well, smart. Then, no, I agree. I agree. I think getting a guy like that, if you give a guy like that time to develop, and I feel like that's kind of something that like Giannis came Giannis came into the league hot and ready, and of course having a bro, you know having a big brother having that mentorship. Let's say you know, giving you something to reach, you know. Yeah. So I think I think that that adds even more to I, what I he brings. Personally, think the Bucks should have drafted him because that would give you that gives you good grace heading into free agency mm. when Giannis goes into free agency whenever he does. Because hey, you got my brother on your team. Yeah. You gave him a chance. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I'll, I'll trust you a little more maybe. Yeah. Mm. It's also know. good uh, marketing promo <laughs> stuff. Yeah, PR too. move. <laughs> PR move. It's all about man making money moves. Oh man. Oh. All right, Cardi. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Yeah, make sure to check out the Les and Kobe show on Mondays and Wednesdays and the Double Technical with Trevor and Noah on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yeah, let's this go. This has around. been Pod Casual Friday. Um, yep. I'm Trevor Holbrook. Noah Rolfing. Les Mauricia. All right. Kay Rambo is making a phone call. Yep. So Making money moves. Even. Making yeah. money moves. Uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Adios.